Bungalow banter. Uh, we've got Bill back in the house this week. Bill, how's it going? Sup, bitches. He makes his vaunted return since I think he almost started the fight the last time he was on the show. John, you <laughs> happy to have Bill back, or you wish he just wasn't here right now? Oh, yeah, baby. John's raising his eyebrows as he says that. I'm going to go right into a story because it's so good. I just don't want to wait. Uh, the headline, Notre Dame College, which I'll stress Notre Dame College is different from the University of Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame college student gets jail time for stealing 650 pairs of women's underwear from dorm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a lot of underwear. Uh, 650 pairs is a shitload. Uh, a former I've, no- I've stolen more. But... Oh, it's true. I forgot about your past as a panty thief. We discussed that on the show Did a long time ago. Did you care about size? Uh, well, I'll get, there's a photo. You can't really see him. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it here. A former Notre Dame college student photographer who stole 656. Is that the number that the headline said? Yeah, it said over six. Oh, okay. So six. They had the, someone had to count this. That poor guy. <laughs> six hundred and fifty-six uh, pair of women's underwear from fellow students, including athletes he photographed, was sentenced to spend ten days in something county jail. Ten days is a pretty light sentence, don't you think? For stealing underwear, I, mean, that I don't much, think so though. at all. Like you're a serial panty thief. That's pretty weird. And like, I don't know. If you steal, I mean, it it had to depend on the monetary value. I guess, but what else can you steal? Six hundred and fifty of and get only ten days in jail. Pieces of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you had that so ready to go. Fucking bubble gum. Uh, the judge called the guy a bad guy who deserved prison time, but he couldn't send him to prison on the low felony charges that he was charged with. The judge said, I have grave concerns about your behavior, what I'm going to characterize as deviant behavior. Yeah, no, no fuck. It's a little deviant to be stealing any amount of underwear, never mind over 600 fucking 50 bears. Uh, Did he just get access to, like, every room in the dorm? I think it's because it doesn't really go into super a lot of detail, but it, to me it sounds like because he was a photographer, he would be like, he would somehow worm his way into people's rooms. I don't know how it worked. I don't know oh if he was God. breaking in or was this they... all in one day or like over no, time? I, I think it was over a long period of time. Uh, so th- the arrest broke up, broke open a case that had puzzled Notre Dame campus detectives for months and struck fear across the campus dorms. That's a little much. Psychopath. I mean, Someone's going to take they're, my they're, they're acting like it's the Zodiac killer. Like this is puzzling Notre Dame <laughs> college detectives. Like this fucking college I've never heard of as detectives. Like what the fuck? Girls are booby trapping their underwear drawers all oh, across okay. campus. Okay. So they, they do get into it. It says, more than a dozen students in campus dorms filed complaints that their underwear and bras were taken from laundry rooms. So he would just waltz into the oh, dorms, go to the laundry room. Pretty clever. Rifle through the dryer, be like, oh, I'll take this. Uh, <laughs> so a student washing her clothes spotted him and thought it was strange that she had never seen him before and tried to strike up a conversation. He quickly left. Oh, wo- she was hitting on him for sure. The woman left just after that and came back to find it's him. actually her, like, her secret... Uh, fantasy of finding a guy stealing her <laughs> underwear well she walked in after that and he was holding a pair of woman's underwear 
She called police, who identified, and they searched his room, which was next door to the dorm's laundry room, and found 656 pieces of woman's underwear hidden inside the ceiling tiles, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this is a lot of serial killer behavior. Uh, as they continued investigating, they found a bottle of the ADH drug Vianz in his dorm room that was prescribed to the neighbor of Zinram's parents' home in Westlake. They also found some of the underwear in his dorm who belonged to the same neighbor. Uh, he stole, also stole, stole the driver's licenses of at least 10 students, cut out their photographs, and carried them in his wallet. Okay. He's certainly a serial killer. He's going to kill people eventually, right? Yeah. He's, I think he'll graduate maybe to rape first and then to killing people, but he's on the track. Like, 10 days in jail is crazy talk for this guy. He was also researching how to break into cars and houses on his on his computer and was watching pornography that depicted rape and a video called Panty Sniffer Gets Caught. <laughs> I oh, mean, nice. this isn't just pre-crime. So, yeah. This is just, like, crime that's going to lead to more crime. Usually serial killers do have some sexual enjoyment from killing. BTK. And this guy stealing panties gives him sexual enjoyment. This is a psychotic. Many of the victims were student athletes that he photographed playing sports for the school. Uh... I mean, this is just wild. He blamed his ADHD medicine and said that it put him in a fog and that it exacerbated an undiagnosed sleeping disorder. Uh, He stopped showering, stopped changing his clothes, and lost his respectful demeaning, according to his mother, when he began taking the medication. That's also a wild excuse. Like, just the meds, man. That's what turned me into a crazy panty (laughs) thief. Yeah, no. So shout out to that guy, I guess. That's fucking wild. I don't like him. I don't like them either. Usually I'm down with weird things like that, but it's too serial killer, seri- serial killing for me. So last week we talked about that shitty dog movie, A Dog's Purpose, how they were like throwing dogs in rivers. Did you watch Marley and Me yet? No, I, compl- I wouldn't have done it, but I completely forgot about it anyway. So it really had no chance of happening. It's how little you respect me. No, it's how little I would ever follow up on something like that, regardless of who told me to do it. So... They call for the boycott just to catch Bill up because it's a movie about a dog. I saw the thing about them not like they were throwing them into like vats of water. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So now to recreate scenes. Now Universal has canceled the premiere, meaning just they won't have the big party premiere in Hollywood, but the movie will still come out. So if you're listening to this, just a quick follow up: do not go see the movie because you're supporting dog abuse. I, I never saw the video. Is it that bad? I mean, it's just a dog who doesn't want to be there being thrown into like a giant river and like freaking out. Which it's I feel like it's pretty pretty exploitative to be doing that. Uh, Dennis Quaid assured you that no animals were harmed. He was just a guest star on Workaholics in their new season. He was actually pretty funny. And I was like, wow, it's Dennis Quaid. It was very strange <laughs> just to see him show up like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Split- is, is he the guy from the Fireman Show? Let's, no. Let's say yes. No, he's not. Let's say the yes. The fuck is Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid was in that baseball movie, The Rookie. That's true. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Um, He was in some not-that-good movies. Yeah. Uh, the Day After Tomorrow, The Parent Trap, The Rookie, Inner Space, Dragonheart. Those are the ones that show up first, and so those are all pretty what good. I've just said is completely accurate. Yeah, good job, Yeah, man. I don't know him. The best of those was probably Day After Tomorrow. I never saw it. Yeah, no, sorry. Don't know anything you about it. see him. that yeah. movie? Nope. Yeah, sorry, no. All right, wow. speaking of exploitating people and humans and animals and other things, I came across this Wikipedia page for a, th- for a guy. Yeah, he's, he's known as Nasubi in Japan. He's a comedian who was challenged to stay alone, unclothed in an apartment for a show called Susanoo Denpa Shonen. 
Which, the new that's the that's <laughs> we just played the uh, theme song that was actually not Bill that was just the theme song which ran from January of 1998 to 2002 is a Japanese reality. Oh, I should have known this was going to just lead to Bill doing his racist Asian accent. So it was a show where uh, he entered a lottery to for, to win a show business related job and got placed on this show instead. He was challenged to again not allowed to wear any clothes or have any possessions in this house by himself, filmed at all times. He was challenged to enter mail-in sweepstakes. How and, long did he have to stay there? In, it, until he won $10,000 total. What is the On mail-in sweepstakes? Yes, and so he had... All, <laughs> what insane person thought of this concept? I don't know. So he, start, he starts with nothing, including clothes, was cut off from outside communication and broadcasting, and had nothing to keep him company except the magazines he combed through for sweepstake entry did, forms. Did they bring him food? No. So, <laughs> so they give him literally nothing. So he has to also win food. So <laughs> he spent three hundred. This is a genius. He spent three hundred and thirty-five days trying to reach his target, oh and by doing God. that, set the Guinness Guinness Book of World Records for the longest time survived on competition winning, which is an insane thing to win. <laughs> nope. Uh, so he lived in front of the camera with only the possessions he won via the sweepstakes and the stacks of postcards for entering the sweepstakes. Due to his nudity, an eggplant cartoon graphic covered his genitals when he was standing on camera. <laughs> Nasubi is a, is a Japanese word for eggplant, hence why he's called that. Uh, the nickname was chosen due to his 30-centimeter-long face shaped like a Japanese eggplant. Uh, he I thought, don't think that's why it was chosen. I was expecting I, you I, to I, say penis. That's sort of that. Nasubi thought he was being recorded and the show would be rebroadcasted later, but in actuality he was on live stream video with the highlights rebroadcast each week complete with cartoon sound effects making fun of everything he did, especially his sadness and frustration. <laughs> at first, he received no food at all, drinking only water and losing weight. Eventually, he won some sugary drinks from his sweepstake entries, then a bag of rice, and eventually survived for weeks on dog food that he won. He never, he, he <laughs> oh, never, he never won clothing he could win. He carried on conversations with a stuffed animal he adopted as his sensei. Upon reaching his goal, he was clothed and blindfolded and taken to a surprise location. He happily went along, believing he was going to get a special special oh, prize for his year of hard work. <laughs> After they un- unblindfolded him, he found himself in South Korea, where he was shown around town and taken to another apartment. He was once again asked to take off his clothes and challenged to enter <laughs> sweepstakes, oh my God. this time to win enough money to get back home. <laughs> So this guy wins, essentially, <laughs> and they put him in another country and say, they do it again or we're not letting you back in. They take away his passport. You can't come back unless you win, man. If you come out of the house and run around naked, you're definitely going to get arrested and sent to prison. <laughs> so when he had won enough to return to Japan, he was blindfolded again, clothed, and taken to another apartment in Japan. When he was unblindfolded, he looked around, sighed, and took off all his clothes, <laughs> at which point the walls of the apartment fell away to reveal that he was in a TV studio with a huge live audience. He couldn't understand it because he thought the show had not yet been broadcast. The entire ordeal lasted some 15 months, during which time his diaries on his experience of being locked away from the outside world became a bestseller in Japan, and the TV show broke all records with 17 million viewers each Sunday night. He reported being hot and sweaty wearing clothing after his ordeal, and for the first six months had difficulty carrying on conversations. Uh, this can't be that entertaining for the people to watch every week. It's you, like, today he moved three feet and have he you talked watched, to his teddy bear. This is like torture. This poor guy, like, he, he's not eating. You're like watching a guy starve to death. <laughs> so he he won, survived he for weeks on dog food. from this, too. 
Well, I mean, his diary became a bestseller, so I assume he got that money. He doesn't get imagine, any royalties for imagine it. Imagine the first thing you win for food is sugary drinks, and you're like, oh, thank God, I can eat sugar. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's one Coke. And then he eats dog food for weeks. So afterwards, he did not be, he did not become famous. He became maybe semi-famous. He says that he is grateful for the experience and that the producer apologized to him. The producer says he has no regrets and did not apologize, and that his goal is to produce miracles on film, and with Nasubi, that is what happened. <laughs> I like that guy's confidence. He's like, I did we not just, apologize. We just created a masterpiece here. So that's, that's I just like, Nasubi. I like, I like the... The lead up to the third one. He gets into the third apartment. Just, just immediately goes, strips. He's, he's like, fuck again. God damn it. <laughs> he just sighs. Well. It's pretty, it's pretty wild all around. So he could, it, he could only wear clothes if he won them. Yeah, and he never but won he clothes. Never so he was naked clothes. the entire show. Imagine if he had just won like a shirt, though. <laughs> he's just, just wearing a shirt. No pants. URI is wrapped around his dick. <laughs> Quick update: URI is down nine points with six minutes to go. Don't turn it back on. We just saved him. I know. I think if we, it's I true. should, I shouldn't have looked. I mean, within nine, right. considering how much they were we down. We turned by, it off when they were about, down eighteen. They were down they twenty. Had, they had just come off their like sixth straight offensive foul. So if you're listening at this, the beginning of the possession, if you're listening to this and URI won, you can thank the three of us for turning yeah, the game off. We we were jinxing the shit out of them. All right, so I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna talk about a story that you guys probably won't like because it's a little graphic. Uh, man 21 who used a hacksaw to try to cut his penis free from a water bottle after getting it trapped has to call in firefighters to rescue him. Uh, it's a very, very long headline. I don't headline. even want to listen to this. A 21-year-old man in Malaysia had to be rescued by firemen after he accidentally got his penis trapped in a water bottle. According to reports, he decided to use the water bottle to relieve himself because he couldn't make it to the to the bathroom in time. However, when he tried to remove his... He was his, clearly trying to... Fuck the bottle? Yes. Agreed. When he tried to remove his penis, it became lodged in the bottle. Taking matters into his own hands, the man then tried to use a metal saw to cut himself free, but ended up injuring his penis and causing it to bleed. Oh, God. You know that these peanuts are two years old? Uh, no, Bill is eating like, ancient they're peanuts. They're like eight months old. John is Bill is not talking not, off microphone in the kitchen. That's not true at so I'm all. banning him from the rest of the show. Uh, the incident happened in Malaysia. The firefighters showed up and freed him. He's in stable condition. Uh, <laughs> it, th- this incident came after doctors had to amputate a man's penis in Honduras la- last October after it became stuck in a bottle he was using as a sex toy for four days. The 50-year-old man arrived at the, the hospital with a penis that was black and decaying, according to medical staff. Oh, my staff. God. It is understood the man was trying to relieve sexual frustration because he did not have a wife or girlfriend, so he just... Jammed his dick in a water bottle. Jammed his dick in a bottle. <laughs> a month later in a separate incident. I love how this story says all the dick stories in one. This is great. A month later in a separate incident, a Chinese man who was too nervous about visiting a doctor because of blood in his urine tried to investigate the problem by inserting a chopstick in his penis. Oh, God. The gentleman no- named only as Chen then had to undergo <laughs> surgery to remove the painful object for his manhood. Doctors said he could have died if he pushed the chopstick any further into his genitals. What is wrong with these people? Stop mutilating your own genitals how far do you have to shove a chopstick into your dick before you die? oh my god why yeah uh, what is the measurement there like one, how do you more, eat? one more inch you'd be gone how do you even, I don't, oh fuck 1.7 inches <laughs> that was 0.1 inch away from being dead <laughs> i'm sorry i even brought it up because it's disgusting and psychotic and disturbing i think the decaying dick one is probably the worst that's where pretty you're just bad like, yeah, oh like, yeah no that's black now better go to the doctor and like and what is like that guy you're falling off 
that guy has like four days of urine worth in that water bottle. It can't be. It's got to be full. By yeah, now. true. Because he's got to be peeing. That's really strange. That's aggressively strange. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sitting in a full container of pee, and he's waiting to like blow up the bottle <laughs> from too much liquid. <laughs> Psychotic. All right, a quick political thing that we talked about: Ted Cruz and how he when he when he got married, he immediately bought like three hundred <laughs> things of like Campbell's soup or something and stocked the shelves, and his wife yeah. made him t- return them because that's psychotic. We talked about another politician who did something really weird, didn't we? I'm not sure. Maybe not. But in that kind of same vein, Mike Pence, who's now our vice president, uh, when he was governor of whatever shitty state he was governor of, he had a bunch of Democrats over to try to, like, bridge the gap between them and encourage, like, uh, cooperation. So his wife, Karen, made dinner, and they were having a conversation about something, about, about the food. Actually, I don't know who prepared it. And he says to his wife, all, all adults at the table, all Democrats, Republicans, he says to his wife, Mother, mother, who prepared our meal this evening? And so everyone kind of looked around and was like, this guy's called his wife fucking mother? And so they thought, oh, maybe he's joking, maybe it's like an in-joke. But then a few minutes later, he did it again and said, Mother, mother, whose china are we eating on? This dude calls his fucking wife mother. Also, those are very strange questions. Agreed. Who prepared our meal this this evening? How about the fucking chef you probably pay a bunch of money to, you fucking <laughs> The weirder question person. is, whose china are we eating on? How much? A homeless man. It's yeah. like, who, who, do you, who do you think? I borrowed Jimmy's china <laughs> down the street. What, what are you talking but about? But I'm not even trying to get political. This guy should be impeached from being the vice president for calling his wife mother. We, can't, we, have, to, we have to draw a line in the sand, and this is it. I don't know. I'm, I'm of the opinion that asking whose china it is... In your own home is way worse. Than you don't think it's weird to call mother. your wife mother? <laughs> it's incredibly weird. But the other question, the other thing is also very. And when you weird. combine the two, it's super weird. I guess I didn't think about how calling his wife mother, who he has relations with, is extremely strange. Problematic, I would I would call it. Yeah. All right, so here's another thing in the same vein: Sean Spicer, who's the press secretary, who when he's not <laughs> lying his ass off at all times. He every day he his favorite gum is Orbit cinnamon gum, which I'm. <laughs> I read about this. Yeah, so I don't I don't like I don't like cinnamon gum, but I'm not gonna hate on that. But the thing is, he he chews and swallows 35 sticks of cinnamon gum every fucking day. <laughs> don't just impeach this guy or whatever. Fire him. He's gonna be dead in two years. We I think we have to execute him. You can't. Fire what, do you, what do you think his intestines are like with thirty-five pieces of chewed gum? In Don't worry about it. Every day, he says his doctor told him there was no problem with doing this. His doctor said that. He goes to Trump's doctor, who's yeah. a fucking whack job. Well, I, I stand correct. I'm sorry. It's thirty-five sticks of gum before noon every day. <laughs> Maybe he, he limits himself in the afternoon. Can't can't eat it anymore. What a goddamn psychopath! <laughs> I mean, it, it, gum is designed so we don't digest it. So what happens when you when you chew and swallow thirty five sticks of gum? Right, it's got to just be sitting as in his so he, intestines. He'll be dead soon, right? So we don't have to worry about him. Like <laughs> that's what I thought. But if a doctor says it's no problem, there's no way a doctor said all that. he does is get shit on by the press and from Dippin' Dots too. So it doesn't matter. Dippin' Dots. People have been going through his Twitter account. He like rants and raves against Dippin' Dots. He hates like very weird specific <laughs> things. It, he like, says Dippin' Dots, not the future of ice cream he says like he multiple said it like times. three times <laughs> yeah. and then one time it was like i can't he help was but like, agree with him he was like do you really think that the future of ice cream would run out of vanilla <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny but you uh, have to agree with him dipping dots are terrible compared to regular ice oh, cream then the dipping dot ceo came out and shit on him <laughs> but like in a funny way and they were just like if we can cause a diplomatic truce then uh maybe we'll let you be spokesperson mr spicer 
that's what the Dippin' Dots people say? Yeah. I would have just retweeted, hey, have you ever tasted ice cream? <laughs> I've never had Dippin' Dots. Is it good? I think it's good. It's okay, but it's nothing compared to ice cream. It's just, what do those little dots taste like? They taste like ice like, cream? Like, you know bad what? It's kind of like cream. freeze-dried okay. ice cream because, like, yeah, you take awful. it and it's really cold and, like, and you, can, you don't You know you when don't really you're, like, chewing, it, on, melts really fast. You're chewing on something Fuck plasticky that. and you can hear it squeaking in your mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Dippin' Dots is like. Not the future of ice cream. I agree, Sean Spicer. <laughs> Rest in peace whenever you soon die. Uh, Kansas, Kansas. <laughs> the man had full cinnamon organs. <laughs> it's, it can't be good for you. Kansas man admits robbing Kansas bank, bank to escape wife. A 70-year-old man who told investigators after robbing a Kansas bank that he'd rather be in prison than with his wife has admitted carrying out the holdup. Lawrence Ripple pleaded guilty Monday to a federal bank robbery count. He faces up to 20 years in prison. Uh, court documents show that he gave a Kansas City bank teller a note in September demanding cash and warning he had a gun. He grabbed nearly $3,000, which is like nothing. Even to rob a bank, like get more money than that. Sat in the lobby and told the guard he was the guy he was looking for. No, yeah, he only needed enough to go to jail. He was like, how much do I need to go to jail until I die? Like $3,000, give it to me. Uh, an FBI agent says Ripple had argued with his wife earlier in the day and told her in writing he'd rather be in jail than at home. So he wrote her a note like, Dear wife, I'm going to jail now. Goodbye. Uh, the Kansas City Star reports that Ripple's wife accompanied him to court on Monday. Can't even escape her now. The dude, <laughs> he's probably going to commit suicide in his cell because, like, she's still there supporting him. It's like, I did this to get away from you. Guy's going to eat arsenic pills in the fucking courtroom. Yeah, definitely. Or he's going to, like, provoke some, like, uh, big, tough, like, inmate to beat him to death. What a goddamn hero that man is. How, how bad <laughs> do you think his wife is? Oh, she must be a bitch. Quick URI update, they have not scored since getting it to nine points. And then I'm down to 13, and there's like four minutes to go. Good, so, good. I think my prediction of URI always likes to make it close when they're getting blown out but still lose. So they've done that. Uh, let's go back to Japan because, it, frankly, it's the weirdest country on the planet. Uh, park employee in Japan didn't collect admissions fee from 160,000 foreigners over two and a half years because one scared him. Which that's what? quite the headline. Say, say that again. I saw the headline before. I didn't read the story, but I thought that like there was just an influx of people one day or like over a weekend or something. Can you read Two and, that and a half again? years. Park employee didn't collect admission fees from 160,000 foreigners over a two and a half year span because one scared him. A seventy. Oh my god. A seventy-one year old former employee at Shinjuku Goyen Park failed to collect admission fees to the park from at least 160,000 foreigners between April 2014 and December 2016. Foreigners or just people? It, just, it always says foreigners, so I guess he was charging the Japanese people, whatever. <laughs> the man said he stopped asking foreign... He just goes, Jank! Yeah. Oh, God. The man said he stopped asking foreign visitors for the 200 yen entrance fee, which that's that can't be much money, right? 200 yen? No. Oh, I'll look that up. Like five bucks. I think less than yen, that. $200 yen, $2. Let's see. That's that's a dollar seventy five, roughly. So not a lot of money, but times one hundred and sixty thousand. Uh, Three hundred thousand. That's, a, that's at least one hundred sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> the man said he stopped asking foreign visitors for the entrance fee at the ticket counter after one of them yelled at him, and he felt intimidated after that. Uh, so he just for, he just completely throws his hands up and or passes out immediately upon seeing a white man. <laughs> so they penalized the guy one month salary. Ah, fuck! Not again. I don't know why a South Park voice was necessary for that, Bill. Um, so, yeah, he provided en- free entry tickets to the park to foreign visitors and then deleted the records from the ticket database. So even he knew what he was doing was wrong. He was even covering it up. 
and then another employee noticed that the number of printed tickets did not match the recorded number of visitors to the park in the database. Official said he was not good at English and was afraid of foreigners after he was shouted out by one tur shouted at by one tourist for not speaking a foreign language. After that incident, he said he was afraid to collect money. He was quoted as saying he did not think of his actions as embezzlement. Well, he didn't keep the money, so it really is an embezzlement. Really, it isn't. No, uh, it's a the place he worked was a popular cherry blossom and autumn foliage sightseeing spot, and two million people a year visit. So. I thought maybe when I was reading it that he was just racist and hated non-Japanese people. Or no, he hated Japanese people but loved foreigners. I guess that would be pretty weird. Shout out to that guy, though. Really really strange thing to be doing. Only in Japan <laughs> would you see a story like that. That's pretty fucking crazy. Um, His aunt, he was dishonored. He completely <laughs> shut down. He commits seppuku. With, with the tickets. Just really <laughs> forces him in there. Man attempts seppuku 165,000 <laughs> times in two years. All right, so... Uh, I've got a text chain of... I'll just read it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Hey, babe. Who is this? John, do you want to play the girl? Actually, you can't see it, so I guess I'll have to play both parts. you want me to do a woman's voice? Yes, please. Hey, also, ba- a British accent for the guy. How about a Scottish accent? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Can you do a Chinese accent for the girl? <laughs> hey, babe. That's <laughs> perfect. Uh, who is this? You it's delivered to me enough. yesterday. You called my dog cute, but you are more cute, though, haha. If I order another pizza, can you deliver it? I'm, I'm slipping, I think, in a That's British very man. Very Scottish. Very Scottish Thank you. right Thank now. Thank you. If you want another pizza, please call the store. This is my personal number. Please don't text me again. Damn, I was just asking. <laughs> I was like, it was southern. not even close. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do Scottish there, I swear. I'd give you a good tip. Mm, kind of sexual. You were wet, too. Wow, very sexual. I can't believe... Th- I, I think it's because it was raining, but I think he was going for the double entendre. I can't believe they made you deliver when there was tor- tornadoes and shit. That seems dangerous AF, which means as fuck. It was hot, though. I was worried about you getting back safety. <laughs> then don't order pizza when there's a tornado warning next time, you dumb cunt. That's what she said? Yeah. <laughs> he says... Damn, you Papa John's bitches rude AF. <laughs> I could report you for that. I won't if you send me some pics. I'm not fucking with you, bitch. I'll do it. And then she sends a photo of the definition for blackmail, and that's it. Now, she says, in an addendum to this, she says that, uh, again, he ordered pizza during a tornado, which is kind of a dick move, and then took a picture of her as she was leaning over to get the pizza like off her ass, and I guess she noticed and got mad at him. And, uh, yeah, so that guy's... get the cell phone number? Because she had to call him because he wasn't home when he tr- when oh, she tried to deliver the pizza. Sorry, is that your? That's John's phone. Don't don't apologize for John's phone. Oh, you're apologizing for being an idiot. I, <laughs> I thought you're apologizing for the phone going off. It's, it's not your phone, bro. John's phone goes off once an episode. It's a good luck charm. Oh yeah, man. But the guy's pretty creepy. Very creepy. I don't. I think he had some but decent lines. It wasn't but... awesome that he said, "Damn, you Papa's John's people are rude AF." <laughs> rude AF. Papa John's. Uh, speaking, we'll stay in that kind of fast food type business. Tostitos, are you familiar with their products? Tostitos pizza rolls? Mm. No, that's... that's, that's <laughs> Totino's. That's Totino's. Tostitos is the chip. Okay. They have developed a limited edition bag. I'll show it to both of you. That if you touch it, if it's green like it is on the left, that means you're sober or there's no alcohol detected. But if you're on the right, it says that there's alcohol detected. And you can use the bag to get like a $10 off 
if you're intoxicated? Yeah, you can get a $10 Uber credit to encourage you not to drive. But it just detects any alcohol, so you could put, like, hand sanitizer on, touch the bag, and then get the $10 credit and use it. And I guess it's good that they're promoting this, but it's really fucking stupid at the same time. I mean, it's kind of cool to invent Imagine a bag Super that can Bowl do Super Bowl parties that. this year. There will be so much fuckery with those bags. Yeah, I, people I, will buy that for sure. If I see it in the, in the supermarket, I will buy it yeah, for the record. It's done its job. That's true. Imagine you bring the bag up to the grocery store like counter and they just see that it's all fucked up. Like that it says not to drive and they're just like, okay. And they just call the cops immediately. <laughs> you walk out with a giant bag of all of them. You've touched all of them. They're all red. You just get in like a giant pickup truck and like wheel out of the parking lot. They have cops watching Stop and Shop just to make sure they that should. people aren't they coming should. out with red bags. Stop and Shop's where I saw that hustler the other day. I, I talked about that in the show last week. Guy out selling there cigarettes. Selling stolen cigarettes. That guy was a treat. So Stop and Shop, I think, does attract maybe a seedier crowd. No way. It's a respectable place. A respectable place? Respectable place. <laughs> Let's see. Do something I something for everyone at Stop and Shop. Is that actually their song? That was pretty, That's pretty good. That's Warwick Mall's. Ah, nice. I like how you transposed that, though. You could have fooled Rats. me. Um, I don't think I have any other stories. I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to talk about. I'm pretty tired. Seems like a resounding no. I'm fine with that, gentlemen. It's, it's late at night. It's ten seventeen p.m. right now. You arise down eleven with two minutes to go, so that game's over. I'm wearing gloves. He has weirdly put gloves on. I don't know why. Kind of a those are pretty glove. warm gloves, right? Very warm gloves. Are those are those the gloves you wear when you steal panties, John? <laughs> I don't. Your, your I do not steal. Gloves? I was actually thinking about that the other day. How I said that on an episode, just... and you were, you tried to pass it off like you were dead serious. Right, so. right. That was my whole stage of just telling lies on the podcast. You told like one a week, I think. That was yeah. literally like the second podcast. Yeah, that yeah. was really early, right off the bat. Oh, I'm a panty thief. <laughs> Maybe that's why we saw a dip in listenership so suddenly. You're like, yeah, I don't like these people. <laughs> like, wow, these guys are funny. That he's just like lying about being himself. Should I try taking like Adderall and seeing if it makes me like a crazed sex fiend? I wouldn't suggest it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and then watch Marley and Me. In in rap songs, I hear Adderall makes you not be able to feel your face. I don't like that. I like feeling my face. Mm, That's not true. Um, Have you ever combined it with many other drugs (laughs) and alcohol? (laughs) No, I have not. Alrighty then. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)